Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and before you get into enjoying episode 18 of the Frugal Snobs podcast, just wanted to give a quick uh, drink review to Monocacy Brewing. I actually went out to the Total Wine and More in Chantilly, Virginia, and tried uh, the offerings from Monocacy Brewing of Frederick, Maryland, my hometown. And I actually had a chance to try the Riot Rye. It's actually a pale ale. 3.5% ABV, roughly, 30 IBU, not too terribly bad. I would serve it definitely very cold, uh, probably 40, 45 degrees again. It is a pale ale, folks, if I, as I've said before. So not a bad brew, very soft taste in the mouth, doesn't have a coating flavor. Probably serves best as a standalone uh, brew. And again, I would also say that I would give this a probably a, a, a standalone chance, nothing that I would serve with food, however. But again, check out all the offerings from Monoxy Brewing, either at your local Total Wine and More, uh, or at another outlet of your choice. Again, Total Wine and More is not a sponsor of the Frugal Snobs podcast or the Frugal Snobs, but again, had a chance to check out the Total Wine and More in Chantilly, Virginia. Decent offerings down there, so go check that out if you're in the area. Otherwise, check out the offerings from Monoxy Brewing of Frederick, Maryland, and I hope everyone enjoys the Frugal Snobs podcast this week. That is episode 18, of course. Be well, never pay retail, and again, I would give this particular brew... The Riot Rye, a four out of five star rating for a snob rating. So take care, everybody. We'll see you down the road and enjoy episode 18. Enjoy the show. This is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Today is Saturday, September the 12th, 2015. Hope everyone enjoyed the little vignette at the beginning of the show this week as a kickoff from Total Wine and More in Chantilly, Virginia. But I'd like to welcome everyone to the award-winning on-demand audio experience that is the Frugal Snobs podcast, episode 18. And of course, this uh, podcast has never won an award, but that could change, as I like to say. So before we get into the bulk of today's topic on the show, I hope everyone had a great week, and I'm going to go ahead and, of course, start the show uh, with our typical plugs that we have each and every single week. You can find out more about us at frugalsnobs.com. Of course, you can find all of the uh, great blog content that we put out each and every single day, typically, at the Frugal Snobs uh, by going to frugalsnobs.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs on Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs or at frugalsnobs. You can also use the hashtag frugalsnobs, all one word, all lowercase, to help trend uh, the discussion and help people find us much more easily on Twitter. You can also check us out on Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com to check out all of the images for all the content that we're pumping out at the Frugal Snobs um, each and every single day, of course. And we have a lot of content going out both on the site and also publishing a lot of content to Tumblr as well. You can also check us out, of course, each and every single week in terms of this show for absolutely free, either, of course, by going to frugalsnobs.com or by going to Stitcher, the Blueberry Network, or, of course, on iTunes. Again, you can subscribe to this show absolutely free um, on iTunes by simply searching for the Frugal Snobs and subscribing um, via iTunes. You'll never miss an episode of the show, and it will automatically download to the device of your choice. So, again, we're very excited about our relationships uh, with Stitcher, with Apple in terms of iTunes, and, of course, with all the other syndication methods that uh, we're using and leveraging to get our content out to everyone each and every single week, and in many cases for the blog, every single day. Now, <clears throat> everyone has to excuse my my voice a bit this week, folks. I've been fighting off a cold. I'm going to go ahead and take a sip of ginger chamomile tea here in just a second. But, of course, I want to make sure that my voice is in top form, of course, for this particular show. 
And another way that you can help us collect data about this show is by taking the PodTrack survey uh, that you'll find at FrugalSnobs.com by clicking on the podcast button. And from there, you'll be able to, of course, click a link, and you'll be able to give five to ten minutes of your time to take a very quick survey, let us know what you think of the show, and it also allows us to collect some demographic data so that we can better accommodate your taste in terms of uh, suggestions for content as well as for adjusting the show to be prepared for ad copy, for example, from sponsors. Now, again, production costs of the show are not free and or cheap by any means, and so every little bit helps. And to also help us out, folks, I encourage everyone uh, to use the Amazon search widget, the search box that you'll actually find at FrugalSnobs.com, and you'll be able to, of course, shop for your product of choice. Click on the result from the results uh, that are provided from the widget. You'll be taken to an Amazon landing page, and you can complete your purchase using your standard or prime Amazon account. And, of course, in the process, be able to help us out, as you'll be using our Amazon associate link when you purchase your product. Now, as a result of helping us out by using the search widget at FrugalSnobs.com, Amazon is kind enough to kick back a few bucks, a few ducats, if you will, to help cover production costs of this show. So, again, I encourage everyone to continue doing your Amazon shopping through frugalsnobs.com. It really helps us out. Very easy to do. And, of course, you can always bookmark the link as well. And we're going to make that easier in the uh, coming week or so by uh, updating the site layout as well to give uh, some additional content and also to make some things easier. But I'll talk about that later on in the episode. So, pardon me, folks. So, as always, uh, this week I have a couple of stories. Uh, We have a main topic, of course, which is uh, tasks versus skills. And, of course, I've got some updates for you at the tail end of the show. Now, I would like to kick off the show before we get to a story with an announcement. Um, We always have some good announcements uh, from the Frugal Snobs, but one of our biggest to date is that we are now opening up uh, access to the content from this particular audio podcast in video form by opening up the uh, Frugal Snobs YouTube channel. Now, of course, everyone is familiar with YouTube. Uh, If you'd like to find all of our videos, and we'll be not only providing access to a video version of this podcast every single week, but we're also going to be performing uh, some adjustments in terms of content uh, deployment. We're going to be sending out videos of reviews. We'll be reviewing beers via video, etc. So uh, we're going to be, of course, moving into the video realm a bit more with visual content, of course. Um, And if you'd like to learn more about the channel, you can simply go to youtube.com or videos.google.com. And you'll be able to, of course, search for Frugal Snobs, two words, of course, and we are the first channel that appears. So you can simply access this show either audio format or, of course, in video format by going to YouTube. And we're really excited about opening up the doors for additional types of content, including video reviews as well. So, again, for those of you out there, please do check us out on YouTube. And, of course, uh, you can either, of course, bookmark the link to the channel or we're going to be making that a little bit easier from Frugal Snobs by um, introducing a direct uh, URL or web address that you can use. It's a subdomain, of course, and you'll be able to access all of the videos on the YouTube channel by going to videos, V-I-D-E-O-S, dot frugalsnobs.com. Bookmark that link as well, and you'll be able to uh, capture all of the video content that we'll be deploying and sending out and releasing every single week. And again, that includes a video version of this podcast as well. We're also contemplating uh, doing a live recording version of this podcast every week, so you'll be able to see me at my desk, of course, in the studio, kind of just shooting the breeze a little bit as I do every single week. You'll be able to see my facial expressions, my mannerisms, etc. So it should be a lot of fun. We're considering that as well. And if you'd like to learn more, um, again, check out the channel at YouTube or, of course, by going to videos.frillsnobs.com. Now, if you'd like to also recommend a 
a topic or other subject matter to cover in a video that you'd like to see us cover, again, as always, or if you have any other feedback, you can, of course, send an email to contact at frugalsnobs.com, and we'll be more than happy to review your feedback, respond to you as well, and try to incorporate your comments, your feedback, and your input into the content that we produce. That is our goal, right? So, okay, <clears throat> pardon me, so let me take another sip of tea here. I've been fighting off a cold this week, folks. As of Wednesday, I had a pretty nasty sore throat, a little bit of a fever, a little bit of congestion, as you can probably still hear in my voice uh, with that sniffle. But again, um, every single week, my obligation is to bring all of you uh, the best content possible from an audio-on-demand perspective, and we can't do what we do without your assistance. So keep tuning into the show. We really appreciate it. So I've already gone through our major announcement, and that is the opening up of video content via our YouTube channel. We're looking forward to producing a lot more content and integrating it into other mediums as well. But I also wanted to tell a couple of stories this week, give some good news, get into our topic, and then wrap up with some updates and also an update on the social media layer that I had been discussing on the past couple of weeks of podcasts. So, all right, let's go ahead and get into it. So, a um, couple of stories this week. Um, the first is that uh, the car accident, of course, left us a bit shaken up, and you know, again, the car uh, was repaired by a local collision center. Uh, I think, as I mentioned last week, aftermarket parts were used on the car. A personal victory here, we were able to contact the collision center, get OEM, or original uh, equipment manufacturer parts, ordered, uh, and, of course, installed on the auto, and we had the aftermarket parts taken out. Car is back, folks. That's some good news, and it's purring like a kitten. So... Um, you never know what's going to happen when you have a car accident. Be aware. And again, it's, of course, it's a consumer beware environment. So always be aware of what your car sounds like, how it drives. And then, of course, if you're in an accident, always challenge any issues that you might encounter after the repair is complete. So a little bit of uh, vigilante justice, as we like to say. We were able to get the OEM parts installed, the aftermarket parts removed. And again, the car is purring like a kitten. And we'll hopefully put this uh, particular accident, this issue behind us, and so we can move forward. Now... The other story that I have, pardon the sniffle, everybody, uh, is with respect to Uber, that popular ride-sharing service that you'll see in many major cities throughout the world, particularly, of course, in the United States and, of course, in the D.C. metro area where we're currently located. So um, I've taken Uber, Uber before. I've taken Uber out in California. I've taken Uber here in the Washington, D.C. metro. Not a bad service. Uh, but last week, right outside our studio, um, a gentleman was... Of apparently being dropped off by an Uber driver. Uh, he had actually either fallen asleep or passed out in the back seat of an Uber uh, black SUV, I believe. Um, and when the driver uh, let him know that he had reached his destination here, um, he was not responsive. And so he assumed he was asleep. He tried to wake him, this gentleman up. The passenger was not responsive. And apparently that facilitated five um, patrol cars from the local police department and the county authorities to arrive on scene. And, of course, an ambulance was also called. The gentleman was taken away uh, on a stretcher in an ambulance. So um, I don't think it was in the cards for this Uber driver uh, last week to encounter something like that, but you never know who you're going to pick up and who you'll be giving a ride to via Uber, Lyft, or any other services, including cab services. So very interesting story. Um, not something that we were expecting, and we hope this particular passenger, everything worked out okay. So, all right. Um, that being the case, those were my two stories, of course, this week. Um, you can find the Uber story a bit humorous. I kind of found it funny, of course, at first, but I do hope this passenger is okay. 
Alright, got a sip of tea here. And, again, pardon the sniffle. And I'm a bit mellowed out, of course, today during the recording session here in the studio. Um, I, of course, have been fighting the cold and taking some medication. So, that's why my voice is a bit flatter than usual. I'm not as animated. I'm a bit mellowed out, everybody. So, getting into the topic this week, which is the task versus skills topic. Um, I know that for this particular show, via our polls that we've put out, uh, etc., we're getting a lot of feedback that people want to see more career advice. So I can certainly focus in that area uh, in the foreseeable future for this show. And I'd like to continue our discussions um, around tasks versus skills. And I think it's a question that many people ask me all the time is, uh, what do you consider your skills to be in my career? And I've worked in a single industry, information technology, um, my entire career in some capacity. So I've worked in one industry, but I've developed different skills as part of different roles, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes of the podcast. So if you're a new listener to this show, please go back, listen to those episodes, and I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, but in terms of developing skills, a lot of people ask me, well, what are your skills? And I think a lot of people don't really understand the difference between differentiating a task from a skill. So I think in many cases, people need to take a job inventory, an audit of your role. Okay, whether it is a professional-oriented uh, job, white collar, or even a blue collar, or even a gray collar job, um, I think everyone should take a, an inventory of your current job and ask yourself first: What are the tasks that I perform every day? What do I do? Do I do I log on to a VPN and and do I work with emails uh, first thing in the morning? Do I work on um, filing reports? Do I work on collecting information? What what is it that I do every day that's a repetitive task. Uh, what are the typical tasks that I have in my, in my work day? And again, you can see by my, my examples that tasks are actions. They're action-driven. They're verb-driven, if you will. Um, and you'll see a lot of it on resumes where individuals will provide information as part of their description of their previous roles or their experience where most of what is listed is actually tasks uh, versus skills, right? So just consider that tasks are activity-related they're verb-related, action-verb-related um, tasks, of course, that you fit into your day. What do I do? Do I send reports? Do I file reports? Do I collect requirements? Do I send emails? Do I work in virtual environments? Do I support a customer? Do I create something? Do I support something? Do I sustain something? Um, always take a audit or stock of, I should say an audit, or stock of your activities throughout the day, and you can identify them uh, very quickly as tasks. Okay, so it's very important to understand what tasks do you have. Now, the next step after that is to also identify what skills do you feel you currently have. Now, I've said several times on this show that one of my greatest skills that I pride myself on is my ability to be diplomatic, my diplomacy skills. Diplomacy is not a task. It is a skill. Um, organization, again, is not a task. It is a skill. Um, <clears throat> Critical thinking is a skill. It is not a task. These are things that are really the intangibles that you deploy as part of your role or part of your job. So you also have the ability to accrue additional skills over time, and I'll get to that here in just a minute. But you should also understand how to differentiate a skill versus a task. And the way that I do that, as I mentioned before, is I look at tasks as activities, action, verb, driven activity that you perform as part of your daily routine. Whereas a skill are the items that you incorporate into your role or into your job at any given time that help you be more effective in that job. Those are the soft skills that you don't exactly have a tangible 
uh, ability to touch, so to speak, but what you have is the ability to deploy those skills and incorporate them and, and to utilize them to make your role better and to make you more effective in it. Now, in the same token, you should look at not only what tasks you perform, what skills that you feel you have or what others feel about you in terms of skills. And a great way to identify what skills you have is not only to be introspective in your review of yourself, but to also ask others what if you went to them and said, what top three skills do you feel I have uh, in my day-to-day -day position? Let them come back to you with feedback. And you can then take their feedback and incorporate it and take a look at your own feedback and see if there's any correlations or relationships between what you thought of yourself what others think of you and see if there's, any, if there's any tie between the two or if they're heavily what we call decoupled in, the, in the, the, the software engineering world. If they're decoupled, in other words, they have a very low uh, correlation to one another, um, maybe you'll discover more things about yourself that people see in you that maybe you didn't see in yourself in terms of a skill set. A great example of that is when um, a coworker of mine, my current coworker, based in the San Francisco, San Jose, uh, California area, um, actually told me on a conference call at one point that I had a very good voice for radio and for broadcasting because I have a very smooth voice. Uh, words just kind of roll out of my mouth. I'm very tactful, at least I like to think I am. Um, I'm also very witty in my responses as well. I try to make people laugh. I try to convey information well. And he said that I'd probably have a good voice for radio or broadcasting, and I never really thought about that um, until after he said it. And then I went through and did a couple of um, test recordings, right? a couple of... Um, just uh, run-throughs on just some basic material. And I thought, you know, I'd probably be pretty decent at this. So I had that, that colleague to thank uh, for the launch of this show. But at the same time, it's a great example of um, identifying skills in yourself that others might see that you didn't. So you never know what others think of you. It's a good, it's a good exercise to go through, ask yourself, what do I think of myself in terms of my skills that I think I have that I'm good at, then ask others to see if there's any relationships between the two. And it's good to get their feedback as well, because you can also identify some habits or behaviors that you might need to uh, continue doing, to stop doing, or, again, to develop or, or, or to start doing as well. So, and we'll talk about start, stop, and continue method either later uh, in this episode, if I can work it in, or on a future episode. So stay tuned for that, folks. And again, I pardon the sniffle. Um, I'm still dealing with the cold. So... Once you've identified your tasks, you've also kind of identified those skills both through an, a personal examination and, and an introspective review as well as discussing it with those around you who work with you. Uh, one good way of making yourself more efficient, notice I said efficient, not effective, but efficient in your role is find a way to take your existing tasks and by using your skills, eliminating many of those tasks, right? So, one of the best ways that you can be efficient in your role and free up time for yourself to always have more time uh, is to, of course, make yourself more efficient. What can you do um, better? And what tasks can you eliminate from your workday? And how can you use skills to eliminate those tasks? If you're organized or if you feel you're organized as a skill, you can probably find some ways to either automate some of your tasks or you can find ways to eliminate them or combine them so that you can, of course, have fewer tasks to perform, but you do them more effectively, right, as well as efficiently. So you're, you're not only managing your time well, but you're also producing better outcome uh, or better output from the, completing those tasks as well through using your skills. And you also enhance your skills in the process as well. Now, a good way of explaining that is, for example, every Friday in my role, actually, I apologize, I believe it's every Thursday now, we've made some scheduling changes, of course, 
Uh, I usually have to file weekly reports for activity that I performed uh, in my role as an on-site consultant uh, to an arm of the DOD. So I often prepare that report uh, throughout the week, and of course I prepare an email, I attach that report, and then I send the report off uh, to my manager and also to colleagues uh, on the west coast of the United States. So one way that I was able to become more efficient in my role is by creating a template for that email that goes out every single uh, Thursday. So I can prep that email through using a template in Microsoft Outlook, applying that particular template, adding some additional bullets to it, attaching the report, and reducing my turnaround time on that report pretty quickly. Now, I'm not going to beleaguer the point of efficiency, but it also makes me more effective in that I have more time to now focus on my report itself, the actual Microsoft Word document or the PDF that I'm working on to attach to this email. This way I'm spending less time running the email every single week. I'm spending more time on providing uh, better data in my report. But I'm also learning how to use fewer words, uh, making more succinct statements in the report, uh, saying more with less, and providing a, and creating a better report and a better experience for my management to review what we've done that week. And again, it makes me both more efficient and more effective. I'm able to use my organizational skills and then I can, of course, use them to eliminate tasks. In this case, having to draft that email from scratch every single week and just applying a template, saving it, and then, of course, adding bullets and attaching the report. Again, I speed up my throughput time. And everyone's heard the argument about efficiency versus effectiveness before. So I want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Okay? Okay. So, <clears throat> pardon the sniffle, everybody. Take another sip of tea here. Slow down my speech a little bit. Again, I've been saying quite a bit. So um, another area where you may want to adjust your perception in terms of skills versus tasks, or tasks versus skills, if you will, is understanding how you can develop new skills. So we all have certain skills, right? Are you organized? Are you detail-oriented? Are you articulate in your speaking? Are you a, a good writer or a good technical or academic writer? Do you feel that those skills, those intangibles, make you more effective uh, in your role and by eliminating tasks you're more efficient. Well, if you feel that way, you can find ways to build new skills. You can use existing skills and provide um, a path to creating and organically generating new skills for yourself and then developing those skills. Great example, again, is back to my broadcasting example. I never knew that I could take my speaking voice and really work in the areas of on-demand audio or in radio broadcasting until I really thought about what skills I already had. Um, I'm relatively articulate. I have a decent vernacular. Um, I'm relatively witty, and I can use these skills to synthesize or create a new skill. Uh, in this case, um, public speaking or oratory, right? Or audio or syndicated oratory. So I can take my existing skills and synthesize and create new skills. Now, of course, some skills in your arsenal may atrophy over time, simply due to really the, the, the framework in which you work and really the time frame as well. Um, do you still need certain skills that you, you used to need? If you don't need those skills anymore, it's okay to put them up on the shelf. You can resurrect them later or use them, but wouldn't you be better suited or, or uh, have a, a better utility, as I've said on this show, always maximize utility, wouldn't you have a better benefit or utility in creating new skills and putting some skills on the shelf just based on time frame? You want to stay current with your skill set. You always want to learn and develop. So that also might mean that you're going to be moving in a window of time when it comes to your skills. So your skills will shift based on the times. You'll be adding and removing skills, synthesizing and creating new skills, uh, retiring, like I said, or sunsetting other skills. It's okay. And everyone says 
You should never forget how to do something. I'm not saying you have to forget how to do something. I'm simply saying that you need to place less emphasis on certain skills and to devote that time instead to create to synthesizing or creating a, a capability in other skills as well. So keep that in mind. Um, now, of course, a question I'm often asked as well when it comes to skills is how do I port my skills or transfer my skills from one job to another? Um, that's not very hard to do, and I know for many people they think it's a struggle to move from one environment to the next. It really isn't. I think that porting your skills from one job to the next and transferring them is really only as difficult as you make it. Uh, I often tell people to keep an open mind in their roles. Understand what core underlying skills you have that are general, that you can carry to any position. Leverage them first, typically, and then build the, the industry-specific or role-specific skills that you require to do your job effectively and efficiently later on. Again, it's more that on-the-job training kind of concept. Um, you can develop skills, of course, through performing tasks as well, creating efficiencies and automation. But I always tell people, uh, always find a way to port the most basic skills that you have between any organizational role. Uh, never, it's kind of the similar adage that you never learn how to ride a, uh, ride, a, ride a bike and then forget it, right? So you never forget how to ride a bicycle, and you never learn how to ride a bike and forget it. Um, typically, it's something that sticks with you. This is no different. The skills that you have today that are the most important are typically the highest level skills, the most general skills, but you can always sharpen the saw, as many of my colleagues like to say, in terms of tools. You can't perform a job without tools, and the tools that you have should be top-notch, and if you're going to be cutting lumber, for example, you should always sharpen the saw. And in this case, same thing. If you're going to be doing a job, you need to make sure the tools that you use, the skills, for example, that are used to perform that job are performing at peak performance and are in the best condition possible. So again, Porting your skills from one position to the next is really not that difficult. It's only as difficult as you allow it to be. Always keep an open mind. And again, if your mind is open, the skills will develop. The, the, the upward mobility in a role will come. The money, of course, will come. And I think you'll really enjoy the process that you'll follow and the path you'll take and learning more about yourself as well. So I just want to wrap up on the topic of tasks versus skills. They are different things. Activities versus intangibles. Just keep that in mind. And, of course, uh, you can always port your skills between different positions. You can synthesize new skills or create new skills from existing skills. And you can also make yourself, of course, more effective, more efficient by eliminating tasks through uh, exercising or utilizing your existing skills. <coughs> Pardon me for the cough there, folks. Again, fighting off the cold, but I am devoted to offering up some decent, uh, I shouldn't even say decent, I'm not even going to be satisfied with that, with some top quality Audio on-demand magic every single week. So give me one second here. Mm. Ah, this chamomile ginger tea is not bad whatsoever. Pretty good. Pretty nice uh, offering here. I'm going to enjoy the ginger, of course. Hopefully it'll clear up my sinuses. I sound a bit nasal again. I apologize. So that being the case, folks, I did also want to wrap up on the topic and give you a couple of updates uh, before riding off into the sunset, so to speak, on this particular episode of the Frugal Styles podcast. So um, an update I wanted to provide everyone is around the social media uh, component or the layer that I've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we have been holding production meetings every Tuesday to talk about this particular social layer. Uh, many pieces are falling into place. We're going to be integrating other social mechanisms, as I had mentioned before, into a single user experience for all of you. Um, really the concept here, the vision, is to have a, an environment where users can register quickly or with an ex either on the FrugalSnobs.com site or through using a, an existing social media account 
From there, you will then be able to, of course, port in information uh, through using application programming interfaces. That's APIs for all the geeks out there. You'll be able to import information from other social media accounts, create your Frugal Snobs account, and then you'll be able to, of course, join groups. You'll be able to create relationships with others through connections in terms of socializing with other uh, frugal individuals or snobs or others that have like interests. Uh, the difference um, from a typical social media experience like Facebook for us, though, is it's really a focused, concentrated network, a more of a private social network. And it also gives you the ability to post your latest deals as well as other offerings that you've encountered uh, on a week-by-week -week basis. <clears throat> so, again, check that out. Um, in terms of details, you can find more at FrugalSnobs.com in the coming weeks. We'll be putting up some more information very soon. And as I had mentioned over the past couple weeks on this show, October 1st, we're looking to have the beta ready to go. Uh, so if you'd like to be a beta tester or would like to try out the social media layer as we go through the process of development, just send an email to contact at FrugalSnobs.com and let us know you'd like to be a beta tester. Uh, and we'll certainly get uh, an account set up for you, send out credentials to you. You can log in and begin using your account and give us feedback along the way in terms of what you like, what you don't like, and what you'd like to see. Again, development is still underway, so uh, it's not too late to get some of these feature enhancements and enhancement requests uh, built into the social media layer as well. So anybody who wants to be a beta tester, please let us know very soon. Again, it's September 12th today, so the sooner we know, the better. Uh, just send your email to contact at frugalsnobs.com, and we'd be more than happy to set you up with an account once we're, uh, we're ready to at least uh, release the beta version of the platform and you can begin testing as well. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me, everybody. Hopefully next week I'll be feeling a lot better for this show for episode 19. We're fast approaching episode 20. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, as always, folks, you can find us at frugalsnobs.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, on Twitter, twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, or at frugalsnobs, or you can use the hashtag frugalsnobs, all one word, uh, to help uh, folks find all the tweets and the discussion much more easily and keep the trending going. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. And as of this week, you can find us, of course, at videos.frugalsnobs.com or directly on YouTube uh, to begin consuming some of the visual or video content uh, that we'll be releasing every single week. Uh, you'll also see a video version of this podcast uh, released every single week as well. So you can certainly uh, use YouTube to view all the videos for us. And again, like I said, we'll be incorporating some additional video reviews uh, as well, including beer reviews, chocolate, uh, and coffee, as well as other uh, reviews. So we're looking forward to getting uh, in front of the camera a little bit more and uh, getting out some video content for everybody. So you have a multimodal or a multi-channel model that we're moving to with the Frugal Snobs. We've got a lot of things going on. We've got the social air going on. We've got video content to create. We always are pumping out blog content constantly. And, of course, we've got audio on-demand, excellent, awesome content on this show uh, that is going to be eventually an award-winning show. I can feel it, everybody. So, as always, um, we do appreciate everyone tuning into the show every single week. We can't do what we do without you. Um, please, again, provide us with your feedback either by taking the PodTrek survey at FruelSnobs.com or, of course, through uh, providing us with feedback via, of course, email at contact.frugalsnobs.com. And as always, we really appreciate what you do. Help us out by, of course, um, doing all of your shopping for Amazon on the FrugalSnobs.com site. As I had mentioned before, it helps us out, kicks back a few bucks to this show to help cover production costs. So we really appreciate it. That being the case, folks, I've said a lot this week. Uh, again, with a recovering voice, I apologize. But like I said, for episode 19, I'm hoping to be back in full force. Had a good work week, excellent productive week in terms of this project. 
and looking forward to getting better and getting back to you guys next week with another great episode of the Fruit Snobs podcast. Until then, this cowboy is going to ride off into the sunset. I wish everyone uh, good luck in your first week of the uh, regular season for the NFL. Again, my Washington Redskins are playing the Miami Dolphins tomorrow. should be a great game. And for those uh, who are fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers, this past Thursday, you have my condolences from the Patriots' loss. Um, so uh, to the New England fans out there, congratulations. Nice win. And we're looking forward to seeing what the regular season has to bring. And as always, as a Redskins fan, I can proudly say we want Dallas. Bring it on. We want the Cowboys. Looking forward to that in October and in January. Uh, the Redskins actually play the Cowboys in Dallas on my birthday next year. So really looking forward to that as well. Until then, everybody, again, like I said, I'm going to ride off into the sunset here. And as always, as I say every single week, be well, never pay retail, take care of each other, be safe, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks, everybody, and take care. Hey, everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. I hope everyone enjoyed episode 18 of our award-winning audio on-demand podcast. It's never won an award, of course. That's the Frugal Snobs podcast. But, of course, winning awards, I'm hoping that changes soon. It could always change, as I like to say. But I thought I would bring everyone a podcast extra this particular week, uh, another QDR, a quick drink review, as I've mentioned before. And I'm actually reviewing right now the Troigs, that's T-R-O, with umlaut, E-G-S, um, Brewing's Offering, the Perpetual IPA. Now, Troigs is from Hershey, Pennsylvania. The Perpetual IPA, um, which I'm consuming in a perfect pint, has 85 IBUs, 7.5% ABV, so a little potent, folks. So for anyone who is an IPA uh, enthusiast such as myself, I think this will be a nice offering for you. If you're new to IPAs, be a little careful. The ABV is a little high. IBUs are definitely a little high. Um, so if you're just getting introduced to IPAs, I would suggest you move down the scale a bit uh, to something that might have fewer IBUs, maybe 50 or less, and a lower ABV, of course. So let's go ahead and go to it here from the Troegs Brewing of Hershey, Pennsylvania's Perpetual IPA. Mm. <sighs> Initial taste, um, very nice. Again, I'm consuming this in a perfect pint from Sam Adams. Deep amber color in the glass, very low head, but very pretty beer. Taste in the mouth is a little bit uh, tart, of course, from the heavy IBUs. I would definitely serve this really cold, 45 degrees or less, everybody. Um, a little bit of a, a thickness to the beer. Um, again, part of that rich amber color uh, permeates itself in the taste. Coating in the mouth is a bitterness. I would enjoy it probably with cheese, crackers, olives. I mean, something that's a finger food. Uh, peasant plate, as I like to call it. Maybe a plate of bread, maybe some lunch meats, cheeses, crackers, uh, things of that sort. Olives, a little bit of finger food with this thing. Um, wouldn't it be bad to have maybe one or two of these with a, a poker game or uh, on a movie night at home? Uh, for example, right now I'm consuming my perpetual IPA while nursing a uh, problem with my right knee. Unfortunately, I have really nasty bruising on my right knee. Uh, sitting here in a knee brace, going to hopefully get back on my feet without a little bit of pain, at least mild pain, uh, to no pain in the very near future, hopefully tomorrow. But kicking back, enjoying the perpetual IPA, I would probably give this particular brew a four and a half out of five. Uh, not a bad offering from Troig, Troig's Brewing. Um, I think it's funny that it's called Troig's Brewing or Truig's Brewing. I always think of the words throw eggs when I look at throw eggs, but um, I definitely don't want to throw eggs at this. Uh, Troig's Brewing did a nice, decent job here out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Perpetual IPA, check it out. Uh, I bought this particular perpetual IPA at my local Total Wine and more. Um, and again, you can find... Uh, 
this particular brew uh, as a microbrew from a number of different vendors. So go check your local vendor. You can also check out Beer Advocate as well, uh, .com, beeradvocate.com, and check out the Troig's Perpetual IPA. Again, I hope everyone enjoyed episode 18 of the Trouble Snaps podcast. As I like to always say, be well, never pay retail. Take care, be safe, consume responsibly, and we'll see you down the road. Take care, everybody.